I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out? I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act <laughs> by the sink a lot. a lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right. Doing business constantly. Uh-huh. Mom stuff. Uh-huh. And disciplining you <laughs> in some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. If you're a firearms enthusiast like I am, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best kept secret. Bear Creek Arsenal. This is a veteran-owned and operated gun manufacturer. Bear Creek Arsenal, that is, based in Sanford, North Carolina. They make high-quality firearms at an incredible value. Learn more about Bear Creek Arsenal at bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. Use promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. One more time, bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck and promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in. It is a Friday edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show, and you need to buckle up because it's going to be a wild ride today. As many of you, all of you, I probably should say, know yesterday afternoon, evening, Donald Trump officially indicted by New York City District Attorney Alvin Bragg. We have not yet seen exactly what the charges are but every report is that it's somehow related to the stormy daniels hundred and thirty thousand maybe also the hundred and fifty thousand dollars that went to karen mcdougall two different stories you heard us talking about some of the particulars of those yesterday and we will certainly be talking about them a great deal today giving you a little bit of a heads up andy mccarthy who i think is probably the best legal analyst in all of the country Only thing I have against him is he's a Jets and a Mets fan, which is an awful combo. He is going to be on with us a little bit after 1 o'clock Eastern, so about an hour from now. And I bet, I'm just going to put a pin in this, I bet that will be the most intelligent discussion you will hear about the legal aspects surrounding these charges and what we know right now. Again, that is in one hour. We will talk with him also. This was scheduled in advance. Uh, I I think this will be a really interesting conversation for all of you uh, to be able to enjoy as we go into the weekend to put everything in kind of perspective at 2.30 Eastern. That's 11.30 on the West Coast. Benjamin Hall, who was horribly injured in Ukraine, Fox News reporter, he will join us. He has got a book out, and he will be just talking about his recovery from those injuries that he suffered in that attack in Ukraine. So that is the roadmap of where we are going. But this is no great surprise 
by and large, the entire show is going to be about the Trump indictment, its impact, all of the legacy aspects of this as well. It's also Friday, 800-282-2882. And what I would encourage callers is, we don't want your opinion necessarily right now. Intelligent questions, intelligent thoughts, further the conversation if you want to call in and discuss this incident, this uh, indictment with both Buck and myself, that's what we're looking for. Not just, hey, you know, let's wave the Trump flag. Hey, this is a big, uh, big deal in terms of the 24 um, uh, primary season. We will talk about all of that. But I'm interested in your smart, reasoned takes that can further our conversation into a more intelligent fashion. Because, Buck, to me, this is... And I'm putting my history nerd cap on here. You and I are both history nerds. This is an unprecedented act in the 240-year history of the United States of America. Never before has there ever been a president or former president who has faced charges, certainly not being brought by an elected Democrat district attorney in a state that is rife with political opposition. So my biggest takeaway here regardless of what happens with Trump, is this is a cross-the-Rubicon moment where it used to be unheard of that a president or a presidential candidate or a former president would ever face charges, particularly those rooted clearly in political animus. Now I'm unfortunately of the opinion that it is going to become standard, and you want to talk about actual threats to democracy. This is what Democrats have been screaming since Trump came down the escalator in the Trump Tower, that he is an unparalleled threat to our democracy. Democrats, with the raid on Mar-a-Lago and now with the charges being brought against Trump, have broken 240 years of political tradition, and they have engaged in behavior that, in my opinion, is a direct attack upon the foundations of our democracy, whatever you might think about Donald Trump himself. The purpose of this, I think, Clay, is, and you know, I was trying to just sort of relax yesterday on the couch <laughs> with the wife, text message start flooding in. You know, you know, you have that too in our business when you're, when it's, you know, after sort of standard working hours and you get 15 text messages in a row from different people. And I remember th- I was like, oh God, it's a Trump indictment, isn't it? But and you're like me that- when you, when you get your phone blows up like that. I think one of two things. Either something crazy has happened in the news or my wife is mad at me because of something one of the kids have done. There's no For me, that, that's one of the only two things it could be. So the precedent is the point here. And I, I think that's really important for everyone to understand. Um, my first thought with this is we are now all in the Trump bunker because yep. everybody on the right understands. And I know a lot of people were before, but I'm saying now... Everybody on the right is in the Trump bunker. Ron DeSantis put out a statement right away, by the way, saying that he would not participate in the extradition of Donald Trump from Florida because of the obvious politicization here. I think that's noteworthy. Ron's a guy who knows the law, obviously, very well. And he recognizes on a legal and also on ethical grounds, on moral grounds, standing with Trump in this moment for our country is the right thing to do. The setting of the precedent here, I would argue, Clay, is likely, and this this is Andy McCarthy was the first person that I think said this uh, publicly, so I'll credit him, and I know he's coming on the show later, but it's likely the breaking of the dam moment. Yep. It's going to be a lot of metaphors, everybody, a lot of, a lot of uh, metaphors, maybe cliches, even when 
something like this happens. Um, but it is a breaking of the dam, I think, because there's the Georgia indictment about, um, I, I forget the specific charge. There could be a, a bunch of different charges, but it's essentially inducement to commit election fraud, something along those lines, almost Correct. like conspiracy to commit election fraud. The specific Georgia statutory language may be a little bit different. There's also the Mar-a-Lago documents thing. By the way, I don't see that because of the Biden issue, right? They have to, they're not trying to keep the veneer of legality uh, going for our side. We already know that this is a political attack. But their own side, there are Democrats who want to believe that this is legitimate at some level. So that's the only thing I think that holds them back. They, they want to be able to tell other Democrats, see, we're upholding the rule of law, and in their simplistic fashion, they'll believe them. So I think this is the beginning of other indictments, and it could even include, and this is the one that I think is uh, the one they really want, is uh, seditious insurrection, effectively, or or the conspiracy to commit insurrection or fraud against the United States. Uh, that would be the federal charge that Merrick Garland would have to go with eventually. Maybe we don't get there. Maybe we don't go there. This also allows them to see how the escalation plays out, right? This allows them to, with a, with a much more minor charge, let's see how far they get with this. Let's see what the reaction from the right is. I do think, and maybe I'm too much of an optimist, Clay, although I don't think people usually would accuse me of that. I think that they will be surprised by how united around Trump the right has become on this issue. I mean, we had a bit of this with the Mar-a-Lago raid, where everybody, I mean, I was, I was uh, thinking back to that last night, a very similar feel to what happened yeah. yesterday. But I think that they're going to see a unified right. I think it's also very likely pushed Donald Trump to an unassailable position in the Republican primary. I wouldn't say it's over and done with, but I would say it has certainly been a boost for him in that direction. And this is about a lot more than a frivolous indictment based on a payoff to an individual for a nuisance lawsuit or whatever. This is about the ability of the apparatus of the Democrats of the left to target individuals for political purposes brazenly and openly and use the law as a weapon to do it. Buck, here's another angle, and I think everything you said is right. The Biden DOJ and the Biden White House, I keep waiting for this to happen. I don't believe they've issued any statement yet. They're going to be able to say this isn't us. Remember the shaggy defense? It wasn't me. Back in the day, the popular, uh, popular song, Gets Caught Cheating. Just says it wasn't me. The Department of Justice and the Biden administration can say, it's not us. That's New York City Prosecutor Alvin Bragg. He's not a federal agent. If the charges are brought in the state of Georgia, they can say, this is not us. This is an investigation in the state of Georgia. It actually lets Merrick Garland off the hook. And it even allows Biden potentially to play statesman by saying, these are not federal charges that by and large are being brought by my Department of Justice. I don't think it's appropriate that I should be involved in any way in going after a chief political opponent. But I'm not in charge of the decisions that individual prosecutors make in their particular jurisdictions. And that is, to me, as I was sitting back and thinking about this, that is the tiny little thread that allows Biden to get all of the benefits of charges being filed against Trump while being able to hold his hands and you know palms to the sky and say, it wasn't me. I didn't do this. This is the United States justice system, individual jurisdictions going after Trump. 
we're not involved at all. And that's where I think we probably end up. I think charges are going to be brought in Georgia as well. And then you'll have a two-fronted legal war. And I still think because of the Biden classified documents uh, fiasco that Merrick Garland ultimately will will come out and say, I'm not going to be able to get involved in bringing charges against Trump. I've decided against it. I'm going to wag my finger on the docks. Uh, you, think about the, you think about January 6th as well, though? I think, even, I, even, I think even on January 6th, yes, because now they're getting the benefit of Trump being charged. Look, the mugshot, the perp walk, the fingerprinting, all of that is what they really want. And here's here's my big picture thought, you know, aside from the historical awfulness of this. Buck, they want Trump. They want Trump in the ring against Biden because they believe, and it may be a misguided opinion, that the only person Joe Biden can beat is Donald Trump. So this helps them, I believe, get Trump in that, that boxing ring with them for the rematch of 2020. Let's be very honest with each other here, everybody, about, first of all, you know what the message that has been sent by this is, which is you, meaning everyone listening, better stay in line and obey and shut your mouth and do what the left wants or else. You challenge the system, they'll come after you. That's the message. Now, they're not going to come after everybody, but they don't have to is the point. They will. They have the ability to come after absolutely everyone. And I think it's important to remember that the... Russia collusion hoax, which we all sit around now and say, wow, that was that was crazy. That was so it was it was insane. It was wrong. It's really evil, too, to put the country through that. Democrats view it as success. And you really have to let that sink in for a moment. The Democrats view Russia collusion as at least a partial success. It meant that Trump spent how much of his time, how much of his energy and his staffers and his White House and his press allies and people in the media who supported him, people like you and me. How much time did we have to spend playing defense against a fantasy? Yep. Now we're going to be playing defense against, yes, grotesque abuse of the law, politicized indictments. But for them, it's all upside, just like how our initial assessment of Bragg um, was there's nothing but upside for him to bring the charges. Apparently, they had two grand juries going, by the way, which is what threw us when they said the one was being delayed for a month, right? There were mo- multiple. That was intentional leak, though, because they're trying to, I mean, I, I think they played the media like a fiddle there because they were able to make people think, oh, like even the Trump people right. at Mar-a-Lago were like, oh, let's let us let us pause a little bit. Like, this is not necessarily it was to let It was to make, look, it was, it was tactics. You're 100% yep. right. And we can't, you know, I'm not in that grand jury room. You're not in that grand jury room. So we can only go based off of what the reporting is. But the message was is very clear. We all understand. This is a moment where we're calling in the cavalry on the right. Everyone's coming together and saying, hold on a second. There's something deeply, ethically, morally wrong. This is doing violence to the Constitution. I know people say, oh, it's just a state charge. It's not that big a deal. No, it is a huge deal. It's a current presidential candidate. It's a huge deal. And we all know that. But we also have to understand, what do they really want? Yes, they want Donald Trump in handcuffs. Yes, they want the perp walk. But also, they want to win. Yep. So if we want justice, it's not just Trump beating this, meaning the, the charge. It's a Republican. It's Donald Trump. It's somebody for our side in the White House in 2024. We have to keep our eye on the prize. No doubt. And I want to talk more about the state aspect of these charges and what it might mean as a precedent going forward, because I think that's hugely significant. We'll talk about that and more coming up. Obviously, we're breaking down every possible angle associated with Donald Trump officially being indicted.
In the meantime, most colleges carry a claim to fame, something that distinguishes them as unique. Hillsdale College's place in history is known to many as a place to explain and defend our nation's freedoms. They've been doing that in a variety of ways since 1844. That's nearly 180 years. But they're also known for the way in which they attend to their primary responsibility as educators, providing the best classical liberal arts education in America. Bold statement, but a true one, too. When their students graduate, they've studied the great books, the history of Western civilization in America, and the meaning and history of the Constitution. Maybe the only four-year college out there that requires students take one or more full-semester courses studying our Constitution. Hillsdale was founded to offer the kind of education needed to preserve civil and religious liberty. You know our nation's history. Think back to your history classes where America was in the early 1800s. Hillsdale accomplishes all of this while refusing to accept a single penny of taxpayer funding. They choose not to be beholden to any government mandate. Learn more about Hillsdale at ClayandBuck4Hillsdale.com. That's ClayandBuck4Hillsdale.com. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Voices of sanity in an insane world. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk, the cell phone company we both rely on, is further investing in their customers without charging an extra penny. Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in more than 50 countries, too. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com slash buck and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash buck, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less. Every time you play, 
You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. If you wanted a prescient vision of the future uh, from our past, you couldn't do any better than the one and only Rush Limbaugh. This was back on January 8th of 2021 on the issue of a Trump indictment. We wanted to bring in Russia's voice here. Play it. I know they desperately want Trump gone, and I I know that they desperately want it codified that Trump cannot run again, because make no mistake, they remain scared to death of you, and they remain scared to death of Trump. Uh, Trump, 75 million, 80 million votes. And I'm going to tell you, you're not going anywhere. Even if Trump does, you're not. They can't separate you from the ideas. They can't separate you from MAGA. They can't separate you from Make America Great Again, which I think remains one of our big campaign strengths going forward. They believe that they can they can destroy this bond that exists between you and Trump if they somehow make Trump look bad make Trump look like a reprobate, embarrass you about Trump. They can't do it because you came before Trump. Clay, I think uh, what's so critical, and Rush saw this, was that it's not enough even for Trump to not be in office for the Democrats. They have to destroy the movement. And the movement is among Trump supporters. The movement is among people who believe in him and what he stood for for four years and wishes to stand for again. And I think that... And I think Rush saw this more than anything else is pushing what's going on right now with this indictment. Yeah, and when we come back, and I think that was well said, when we come back, I want to talk about the precedent more. Because all over America, there are elected Democrat prosecutors that we've been focused on because they aren't keeping their cities safe. You've seen crime waves surge up like never before in the 21st century. And all of these Democrat prosecutors now are looking at Alvin Bragg and they're jealous of the attention that he got, of the big fish that he has reeled in. Why would they not do the same thing to try to charge anyone they could with any crime in an effort to elevate their own political profile? I think this is going to be one of the big lessons that everybody needs to take note of because it's not going to stop with Alvin Bragg and Trump. We're just beginning a new era in American and politics. I, I want to make an argument, Clay, as part of that discussion we bring us back about how this has been building actually for a decade, much longer even than Trump has been in office. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel the Towers Foundation has been helping American heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel the Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden and bring stability. For severely injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, giving severely injured heroes the ability to live more independent lives. 
through our veteran homelessness program, Talent the Towers is providing housing and services to homeless vets across America. They were able to help more than 500 in 2022 and will help more than 1,500 in 2023. Because all veterans who honorably served, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Clay and I are both monthly donors. Please join us in this. $11 a month is all it takes. Join Tunnel the Towers on its mission to do good. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Our friend Andy McCarthy is with us with his latest thoughts on the crazy world we live in now of the Democrats celebrating the indictment of Donald Trump by Alvin Bragg in New York City. Um, And we have uh, Andy, of course, is a Fox News contributor. He is a former prosecutor in the Southern District of New York over 20 years there. Andy, great to have you back on, sir. Let's just start with your... We we just want the Andy reaction to wow they actually are doing it they're doing it. Uh, you know I really they they fooled me Buck because I I thought uh, when they said the grand jury was gone for a month it looked like he was folding and obviously same same here by the way we just assumed it's that seems like a weird head fake. Well you know I think what they wanted to do was get all 23 grand jurors there to vote on it because they probably it's not the kind of case you would want to vote with uh less than close to the full amount they probably wanted to get them there with as little fanfare as possible so they could get in and do what they thought they needed to do so it worked it was good uh was good head fake all right what now You've, you've been involved in high-profile cases in new york city for a long time granted on the federal side this is the state side what would you anticipate happening now for everybody out there that is listening and trying to think, uh, you know, procedurally where we are headed, what the time frame will look like? What next? Well, I think, uh, you know, obviously we have the circus in town on Tuesday, uh, which is a pretty pro forma, uh, you know, normal uh, event in a criminal case. They're going to uh, bring the former president in. He's not going to be arrested. He'll be brought in in the custody of the Secret Service uh, to the DA's office. Uh, NYPD will be there. The DA's office, for those who don't know, in Lower Manhattan, uh, is connected to the courthouse. They're in the same uh, complex. Uh, So he'll be processed, uh, which means fingerprints and mug shots. And then he'll be brought before a judge who will uh, take a plea. He'll plead not guilty. And then... Uh, as, as the New York Post is reporting that Trump thinks that the judge is already selected and that it's the judge who had the case involving his uh, financial guy at the Trump organization, uh, Alan Weisselberg, a judge by the name of Merchon. Uh, we'll have to see if that's true or not. But what will happen uh, once Tuesday is done is if Trump's not going to have uh, bail conditions. This is a nonviolent crime. Uh, so he'll be released on his own recognizance, and then the case will be in the hands of the judge who will be responsible for it thereafter, and there's going to be a slew of motion practice, because this is the unusual case where there's probably a lot of reasons, very colorable reasons, to move to dismiss the case. So it's a congested court, uh, it's the, which means even normal cases don't get tried for a very, very long time. 
Uh, and here the complications attendant to it are immense. And guys, that's even assuming for the sake of argument that no other prosecutor files charges, which we, I don't think, can safely assume. So, so Andy, can I, can I ask on the let, – let's assume that it doesn't – if it has that judge who I think we could say is an anti-Trump judge or a guy who's not inclined, this is not the judge that Trump would want there. The Trump people have already said – Trump's lawyer I saw her last night. Uh, one, there's a couple of lawyers, but one of them said Trump will absolutely not take a plea deal because I would assume right. in a nonviolent, low-level um, uh, campaign finance issue, right, usually this would be – Something that probably someone pays a fine, right? He, you know, and they'd offer that. Oh, you pay a fine, plead guilty. Um, but if Trump says no, is there a, is, is there a real possibility? Could this have any jail time attached to it? I mean, could, could someone actually yeah, go to? I, I think, but in in principle, the answer to that question would have to be yes, because what he's trying to do is inflate the misdemeanor into a felony, right? Now, as a as a matter of law, I don't think he can do it. So I, I think he's, Bragg is going to lose on that. But let's just say for argument's sake that he's indicted him for felonies and uh, he could get convicted of felonies. Each of those felonies is a four-year count. And I, I, that's a long-winded way of bringing me to my, to my next point, which I don't think has gotten enough attention, but um, is something we should keep our eye on. And that is apparently this is a 34-count indictment. Uh, and it's a... Uh, it's a kind of a typical prosecutorial abuse, which the Justice Department in federal cases has guidance against, guidance telling federal prosecutors not to do this, that if you don't have a serious crime, what you try to do is camouflage with quality or quantity what you don't have in quality. Uh, you, you, you take something that shouldn't even be indicted at all and you turn it into 34 felony counts and you hope to signal to the jury that gee, the government wouldn't have charged 34 counts unless this was a really serious yeah. bad guy. So, Andy, this is like the count of countless counts. Right. So, you know, look, any prosecutor can do this kind of thing. Like, you know, if if, if we three guys were, um, you know, sitting around uh, looking at our stolen property and we were passing it back and forth to each other, in theory, each time we passed it back and forth, I could charge a transfer of stolen property count, right, a felony count. But in reality, we're just sitting there with our, our, our stolen property, right? And one count would be plenty. And good prosecutors, ethical prosecutors who have serious cases, uh, don't bring a million counts because you don't need a million counts. The Justice Department guidance says that in any but the most serious cases, you shouldn't have more than 15 counts in an indictment. So to, have, to turn this thing, which the federal authority who had a, a, a jurisdiction over it, the Justice Department and the Federal Election Commission, they didn't pursue Trump on this to turn it not only into a felony, but a safe felony, but 34 felonies by a district attorney who doesn't have jurisdiction over it is mind-boggling. Okay, that that goes into what you just kind of hinted at. And we're talking to Annie McCarthy, uh, who is a formal, former federal prosecutor in New York City. Uh, okay, so... This case may eventually go to a jury. There may be a resolution. I would presume, and I, you correct me if I'm wrong, that this would theoretically happen sometime in 2024, legitimately potentially in the middle of a presidential election year, which is crazy, right, by itself. Yeah. 
Um, but I believe that there are, and this is me putting my lawyer hat on, you're a far more skilled criminal lawyer than I am, so I want your opinion on this. When I read and analyze this, it seems to me there are clear statute of limitations issues, okay? Uh, and it also seems, and you talked about the, this with us the last time you were on, that trying to peg, in many ways, a state violation to federal election law violations is a very tenuous without precedent in many ways, method of which President Trump is being charged. I think that as we move up in the appeals process and it becomes a question of law for judges, both in New York and maybe then as it crosses over to higher level courts, theoretically this go all the way to the Supreme Court, somebody is going to toss this out like the Supreme Court did. Buck mentioned it earlier. The Bob McDonald charges uh, that were convictions were obtained for in virginia do you think that's likely and if it is this is a multi-year legal process where i mean trump could theoretically be president of the united states before this thing is ever resolved yeah clay i i would say you're not only talking about multi-year your your comparison to mcdonald is a good one to make this point mcdonald was a federal case so you have a straight line to the Supreme Court, right? You, you get your appeal to the, to the Circuit Court of Appeals, and then you automatically go up to the Supreme Court. In the state system, Trump would have to go all the way through the state process, the, the state court that he's in, the appellate division to appeal it, the New York State Court of Appeals, and then when his whole New York thing is run, which takes years, if there's some federal issue that impacted the case, the Supreme Court could take it. And I say that as somebody who agrees with you that there are multiple reasons where, why, and I don't want to put words in your mouth here, but I think it's likely that this thing, uh, if the judge is, is doing his job right, that this thing will be thrown out before it ever gets to trial. But what I would caution people is once a case is in the court, that is once you've indicted the case and a judge is assigned, the prosecutor loses any control over the schedule. So, a lot of this will have to do with the uh, proclivities of the judge, and, and some of them tend to be a little eccentric. Um, even if this is the only case brought against Trump, even if the Fulton County people do nothing, the special counsel does nothing, I don't see this case getting to trial. You said 2024. I would say yes, no earlier than that, unless it gets thrown out before trial. Okay, building on that. We simultaneously have, you just mentioned the Fulton County case. Uh, you've got now the New York City case. Also, you have the investigation going on into the Mar-a-Lago classified documents as well as January 6th. I floated this idea. I'm curious what your expectation. This is the political as much as it is the legal, more so probably. That I expect eventually for the Biden administration to come out and adopt what I'm calling the shaggy defense, which is saying, for those of you who remember the song back in the day, it wasn't me, right? That Biden can say, hey, this is a state court. I'm not involved in this at all. And that this could take Merrick Garland off of having to bring any federal charges because really what Democrats want is Trump to face charges in some way. And if he gets them maybe in Atlanta and he's got him in New York City, the federal aspect of this, Biden could even say, hey, I'm going to pardon Trump and look like the good guy, but it wouldn't impact whether those state courses uh, could still be proceeding. Do you buy into that idea? Yeah, I, I think it's entirely possible. What cuts against it 
uh, is that it looks right now like the special counsel is stepping up his investigative activity. You know, the pursuit of having uh, Pence testify in the grand jury. Uh, the bringing right. I guess what I'm saying, Andy, is Biden could look like the good guy by saying there's clear violations here, but I think it's bad for the country, for my Department of Justice to be charging Trump with crimes. We're not going to do it. And then he still gets the benefit of the state courts doing it while also looking yeah, like a but, good guy. But, but I, I not to, yeah. but Andy, it sounds like you think that because I think this, that there may actually be federal charges coming, too. Yeah, I think that, but, you know, two things to, to Clay's point. I, I think um, there's no hurry on the federal side, right? The statute yeah. of limitations on this stuff is not going to run until as early as 2025. So they don't have to plant their feet. Biden can't, I don't think, come out and say, I don't want my Justice Department getting involved in this because – He's been a stickler from the beginning of saying that the White House has nothing to do with how the Justice Department is run. And because of the jeopardy that the Biden family is in, he can't afford to be taking the public position that that he's actually, you know, willing and dealing and controlling what the Justice Department does. So I don't see him doing that, but I could see him doing a silent version of it, whereas like the Justice Department has a lot of investigative activity like they're doing now, but they don't actually charge anything. They get all the benefit of the, the circus going on in the state proceedings. And in the meantime, they can afford to keep their powder dry because they don't have to charge Trump until 2025, the earliest. So, Andy, in your or mind, just one more for you, then we we got to run to a break. Yeah. Um, is there a realistic chance that they, they put Donald Trump in a cell at some point with all these different investigations in your mind? Or are you worried that that's actually what they think is going to happen? I don't unless he gets convicted of something, Buck, I don't see that. If he gets convicted, then it's going to depend on what he gets convicted. If, it, if it's just nonsense in New York, you know, I'm, I'm tempted to say there's no way, except, you know, you guys mentioned the accountant before. Weisselberg is sitting in Rikers Island. Uh, you know, what was saying before, Buck? Right, well, that, that's, why, that's why, to me, it has to be taken seriously, because his accountant, they got yeah. him on the most kind of low-level Mickey Mouse nonsense. Well, but also he's got Supreme Court, uh, sorry, he's got Secret Service protection. So I don't even know how you could put him in, like, but what would happen if Trump were elected president and simultaneously he was found guilty of a state court charge? Could he be president of the United States from a jail cell? I mean, I, I'm just, I legally, I'm just trying to even think through the permutations here, Andy. And I think what the Supreme Court would say is, if the Senate, if the if the Congress does not impeach and remove him, then what this, the Constitution says is you have to be over 35, a natural-born United States citizen, and resident in the country for 14 years. If you meet those qualifications, the American people, if they want to, if they want to elect someone who's doing time in Leavenworth, there's nothing in the Constitution says they can't. So I mean, literally, he could run the presidency from Rikers Island. Well, that remains to be seen. I mean, that to me, that would be a good reason why, um, you know, you have to start thinking about impeachment if we got to that point. But, you know, this is so unprecedented. Anyone tells you that they know how this is going to work out with all the things right. that we're now going to go through that we've never gone through before? Who I mean, it's like a legal that, that, that's hypothetical, the key. Andy, like where yeah. you're just kind of throwing out random things that have never happened before. I mean, this is it's yeah, wild because no one well, knows where it's where it's going to go. Andy, we, yeah. we, we need to do like a like a two hour sit down podcast with you about this. So we'll have to talk to your people about it. So we got to run a break now. Everyone look for Andy uh, National Review and on Fox News. Andy McCarthy, always illuminating, sir. Thanks for being with us.
Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. You know, Clay, one one quick thing, and I just keep for I I, I just want to introduce in the conversation because I I've been meaning to say this. Um, the reason they're one of the reasons they're doing this charge too. Why this is the first one is because it's they were trying to humiliate Trump. It's about the nature of the charge too. The Democrats really get excited about that. They really want to talk about porn stars and payoffs, and they want to make it as it, this much more personal than the Georgia election issue right this is much more personal so it just gives you a sense of the mindset they're really doing it to try to humiliate the guy it's grotesque all right it pays to prepare in every way and that includes everything from natural disasters to economic and political disruptions that's why we seriously recommend you stock up on emergency food it's the kind of thing you don't want to look back on and wish you'd done because it's so easy to do now just go to mypatriotsupply.com they've got everything but we recommend their popular three-month emergency food kit Get yours now while it's on sale at MyPatriotSupply.com and save $200 per kit. Each kit gives you a wide variety of delicious breakfast, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks, providing over 2,000 calories a day for optimum strength and energy. Carrie and I have these emergency food kits in our home. Clay's got them in his home. You just want to have them. Act now and claim your $200 savings per kit. You'll sleep better knowing your family won't suffer if the worst ever happens. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. And you'll enjoy free shipping, too. MyPatriotSupply.com. No one can predict what's going to happen, but you can prepare and you should. That preparation brings you peace of mind. MyPatriotSupply knows this better than anyone. They can hook you up today. So go to MyPatriotSupply.com. The voices of sanity in an insane world. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk, the cell phone company we both rely on, is further investing in their customers without charging an extra penny. Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in more than 50 countries, too. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk. 
so you can have more money to travel with this summer. As someone who served our country in the intelligence community, I appreciate companies that back our nation's service community. One company that does it best is GovX. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. GovX offers unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands, sports and entertainment tickets, travel deals, the list goes on. GovX.com is a one-stop shop for the things you love. GovX also donates a portion of every single order to nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. When you shop on GovX.com, your orders make a meaningful impact. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com, that's GovX.com, and join a community of more than 8.5 million patriots and pros. It's fast, easy, and free to join. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Point now by Benjamin Hall, who was in Ukraine, Fox News reporter, has an incredible story to share with so many of you out there that I think you guys would love. Uh, this is now, let me go ahead and give you the backstory here. The book is out. It is uh, it is fabulous, and it is saved. A war reporter's mission to make it home. You were, Benjamin is with us now. What is the last thing you remember before that attack happened, and what was your immediate recollection when you became aware of what happened with that attack? And we're so glad that you have recovered and that you're going to be there with your family for years and years to, to come. Yes, well, I mean, thanks, Clem Buck, for having me on. I, I really appreciate it. And, yes, look, I think back to that day every single day, really. And uh, I think the last thing I remember was driving home, thinking that we had done our job really well that day. We'd filmed some of the abandoned villages that had been shelled, um, no one in sight. And I just remember thinking in my head, how are we going to edit this piece? What's the story going to be? How are we going to put it together? And out of nowhere, out of the sky, the bombs started flying right at the car, targeted at us. Um, so that was the last moment that I remember up to then. And um, Pierre shouting, get out of the car, just before the second bomb hit right next to us and knocked me out. Um, and then, of course, I remember the rest of the day as well. Um, I managed to get out of the car, was on fire, leg gone, foot gone, um, you know, shrapnel across my face, badly injured. But uh, then I just remember the next 40 minutes of sitting there trying to think, how do I get home? How do I survive? Uh, how do I get home to my family? So I remember it all very clearly. And, uh, you know, I think back to it every day because I think it gives me strength to remember that. Hey, Benjamin, it's Buck. Um, can, what can you tell us about, you know, the, the rescue operation to get you out? Um, you know, we do not have a U.S. military presence in country, so this is a very different situation than correspondents, for example, who would have been in Iraq or Afghanistan in previous years. How did you get out of the country? Well, that's right. And uh, Jen Griffin, our Pentagon um, correspondent, she found out quite quickly, and she spoke to John Kirby, who she was with at the Pentagon, and he said, look, we cannot go into Ukraine. It is government policy. No one's going in to get him. If you can get him to the border, then we will be there and the U.S. military will pick him up and help treat him. Uh, and so it was on her to, to find a team who could come and get that. And she knew the team from Save Our Allies. This is the same incredible group led by Sarah Verado, who got thousands of people out of Afghanistan uh, when that country fell and the U.S. pulled out. Um, and they had this team together in Poland, uh, all former military, um, former intelligence, and they came in without knowing where I was. They just knew that the team had been hit, and they knew that two, two of the team were dead. And they just started driving. They, they drove the 20 hours in, uh, and they tracked me down, badly injured in a small Ukrainian hospital. 
but they couldn't get me out of the city. The capital city of Kiev was almost surrounded by the Russians at that point. Um, and they couldn't fly me out. They couldn't drive me out because of the shrapnel in my neck. But we found out through intelligence, or they found out through intelligence, that the Polish prime minister was on a covert vision to meet, uh, to meet Zelensky. Um, and if we could reach the Polish prime minister's train inside Kiev, which is their equivalent to Air Force One, then we could get out with the Polish prime minister. But that involved breaking through the curfew, a 36-hour curfew, and that was checkpoint to checkpoint through the middle of the night, and at each one being pulled out of the car by the Ukrainian soldiers at gunpoint. They thought that we were a Russian team coming in, uh, opening up my wounds, checking my wounds uh, with no pain meds at that point. Uh, and so we had this mad dash through, through the city to try and get to the train. And finally, with minutes to spare, we got to this train and the evacuation finally was, was able to continue and to be completed. But uh, th- what is amazing in the book is that it is about these people, these people who risked their own lives to come in and save me, who, who took a look at one picture and said, there's an American in there who needs help. We're going to go in and get him. And I tell the backstory of some of the guys who came in, people who had lost friends you know, alongside him in Afghanistan and Iraq, who had lost you know, fathers, and they said, we're not going to let another father die and leave his children at home. And so it's an incredible story about how they risk their lives uh, to come and get me and find a way to get me home and get me out. We're talking to Benjamin Hall. The book is Saved, a war reporter's mission to make it home. What do you? It was almost exactly a year ago that this happened to you. How have you changed since then? What is different in mm-hmm. your life? How do you value things in your life differently? Many people who've had yeah, these yeah. near-death experiences ex- have massive changes in their life. How would you assess your life having changed since then? Yeah, in many ways. You know, I feel exactly the same person sometimes, and I feel like a totally different and new person in many others. And I, I just think that my outlook on life, the things that matter most, have changed. And all of the small things that, you know, you worry about in life, the little details, None of those matter anymore. I have this incredibly wide picture of what matters in the world, and it is family. It is helping others. It is, you know, the pride to your country, doing the big, important things. If we do those things together, then everything else will sort itself out. And, um, you know, I, I appreciate some of these things in a real emotional sense now. Like, I feel it. I feel it inside me. I feel the love for my family and the pride towards America and my country. Um, and so I feel different in that sense. And I also just think that, um, we don't pay enough attention to those things sometimes in, 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 in life, you know. We, we have to work hard and we have to do it for one another. And if we do that, we're going to be in a better place. And that, that's how I plan on continuing my life now. Benjamin, what can you tell us about your, your plans now going forward? I mean, would, would you, you're, you're continuing, I know, to, to work with Fox. Um, what, are, what are your goals now? What do you want to be doing now? Well, I mean, the most important thing is I want to keep moving forward, you know, and I, I, I do the book tour, and of course, I talk about what happened to me. It's an incredible story, but in my mind, I'm looking forward. I'm looking at what we can do next, not what happened in the past, and I can't wait to get back to work. I want to start telling stories of some of these heroes that, that I met, heroes who helped me, talking about some of the incredible things out there, the community uh, of people out there. You know, I spent 15 years covering wars, and somehow um, I feel that there's a slight... Uh, you asked me what have changed about myself, and this has changed in my work as well. The focus that I want to, that I want to look at has changed as well. So um, I think that's where I want to go next. But the main thing is I want to keep working again. You know, having these injuries, you know, losing limbs, it um, doesn't stop you from doing anything in life. You know, you've got to pick yourself up and you've got to work hard and keep working. And that's, that's exactly what I plan to keep doing and as soon as possible. I've got a couple of operations coming up which have to hold me back. I'll be off my legs for a while. But uh, as soon as those finish, I'll be, you know, be, be back on air, be back telling these incredible stories. What was it like to see your kids? 
And how much did they impact your drive to get out of Ukraine and keep yourself alive? Everything, everything. The minute that I was lying there on the ground that I, uh, you know, very badly injured, and I was telling Pierre, our cameraman, who hadn't died at that point, and I was saying, well, I've got to go. I'm so injured, we've got to go home. And all I could think of was, how do I get back to my children? What am I going to do? I'm going to crawl to find them. And even when I was in hospital every day, I thought, I'm going to get better every day. I'm going to walk further today. I'm going to do two steps yesterday. I'm going to do three steps today because I'm going to go home to see my children. And actually, when I got home, I remember being quite nervous before I saw them because I was so afraid that they would be somewhat scared of me, that their lives would change, that it would be harder for them. So I entered my house that when I finally came home and I turned the corner and all those fears disappeared as they just ran. They ran and they hugged me. And you realize that nothing else mattered. It's father and son. And all the other things disappear, and there's that moment of just total joy where I realized I'd got everything I'd worked for. Everything I'd struggled for was right there, hugging me, you know. My three girls were there, and, you know, that's, that's what drives me. That's what drives me every day. The book is Saved, A War Reporter's Mission to Make It Home. Please get your copy today. Benjamin Hall, the author. Benjamin, amazing story. You're an inspiration, my friend. Thank you so much for joining us, and Godspeed going forward. Clayton Buck, thanks so much for having me. Pleasure speaking to you. My friends, one of the greatest things you can do for your family is preserve your family's history. If you've got old videotapes or Super 8 film or any number of old photos collected over the decades, it's time to digitize all of that. Be the person in your family that gets it done. Everybody will love you for it. There's a company based in Chattanooga, Tennessee, Clay's home state, does it better and cheaper than anybody else. That company is Legacy Box. They send you a special shipping box made to accommodate all of your old tapes and photos. They carefully transfer everything by hand before returning it to you along with digital files you can easily share and save forever. Start now with their $9 per videotape sale. Go online to LegacyBox.com slash buck. Do that for yourself today to get this great discount. LegacyBox.com slash B-U-C-K. 65% off at LegacyBox.com slash buck. Subscribe to CNB 24-7 and never miss a minute of Clay and Buck while getting behind-the-scene access to special content for members only. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams, offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, govx.com is for you. 
You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code BUCK in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. 